This is Inside Law Admissions, a special series of the podcast, The Legal Impact. UNH Franklin Pierce School of Law is now accepting applications for JD and graduate programs. Learn more and apply at law.unh.edu. I'm AJ Kirsted, and today I'm joined by Neil Sirota, the Interim Assistant Dean for Career Services. We'll be discussing law school summer employment and tips for finding it. Let's start off with the importance of summer employment in the legal realm. Why should students have a, uh, have a focus on finding that? Well, I think it's your best chance to get uh, actual hands-on education. Um, as students probably realize pretty quickly, there's a oftentimes a big gulf between what they're learning in school and what they're actually going to do when they practice. So summer employment uh, starts by giving them some real-world flavor of what that's actually going to be like. It's also their chance to uh, possibly meet people, network with them, to start building their uh, post-grad summer employment as well. So um, there's a, any number of reasons why it's going to be really beneficial for students. I, I'd imagine networking is like especially important because it, it seems in my experience working with lawyers is they all know each other to some extent if they work in similar fields at all. And to have that in must be tremendously important after graduation. It's certainly true. I mean, anyone, especially here in New Hampshire, you'll hear people talk about it, that it's a very small bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've been here for about 10 minutes, you'll hear about 10 people tell you that. So getting to know the folks um, is especially important. That's also going to be true in in, uh, specific practice areas. There's certain areas that are larger than one another, so getting to know people in the area that you do can be really important. Also, as most people know, a lot of jobs aren't ever posted. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you get to know people, you can get referred into something, and then it actually can lead to your uh, post-grad employment as well. What's it look like for someone that isn't sure what path they want to go down, and, but they know they want to find a, a summer legal job? I mean, what's, what's your tips for them? Well, my first uh, tip is to talk to your friendly local career services office, <laughs> obviously, because we can help do that. Um, there are a lot of ways to narrow down what you want to do. Um, you can break down what you want to do based on um, whether you're going to be, say, litigating or doing transactional work, for example. You can decide whether you want to work for a government or work for a law firm. So there's lots of different ways to that you can narrow down what you want to do. So speaking to a professional, I think, is a good way to do that. Uh, you can also just do Google searches, start looking at law firms, uh, government agencies around you, see what lawyers actually do, and start to get a sense of what sounds good to you. Um, The nice thing is that anything you do over the summer uh, is not uh, an absolute etched in stone indicator of what you'll do when you graduate. You can use the summer to rule things in or rule things out. So that's a good time to just uh, explore, play around, and see what you like. And an an example of one realm to look into is public interest, for example, which we put a big focus on. We've had this just crazy public interest job fair that our own Paula Harris is a big part in organizing every year where we fill our IP library with all sorts of government positions, nonprofits and such. Uh, can you speak to the public public interest realm in, in particular? Yeah, I mean, one of the, you know, the, the, the downside of public interest can be that there's not a ton of resources often put towards that. They may rely on government money or donations. So they're always, um, you know, uh, often stressed to the limit. Uh, the good news for interns means that there's often lots of work, hands-on work, for an intern in a public interest organization. So uh, it's great for people who are dedicated to the kind of work that public interest organizations do, but it can also be great for people who want that really hands-on uh, experience. Uh, they, that can often be the best way to get it. I'd imagine also if you're going to be going down that realm, there's a possibility of 
other funding through fellowships and such, like our Rubin Summer Fellows Program, for example, that probably students should investigate. Exactly. Most of the time, uh, public interest jobs are unpaid. And so for students who need to pay rent over the summer, <laughs> they need to look for alternative means of funding here at, uh, at UNH. We have the Rudman Fellows Program, uh, and schools across the country have similar kinds of programs to help fund students doing public interest work over the summer. Can you give a couple examples of students you've worked with in the past where they just had a great experience for their, for their summer legal employment, and maybe they discovered something they didn't realize about the, the career that they didn't know before? Yeah, I think that happens a lot. The, the, one of the best examples I can give is a, a student I had who uh, was 100% sure they didn't want to be a litigator. Uh, they were, uh, were arguing court, which is what litigators do. They were shy and um, had said definitely not something they wanted to do. And uh, we had had a conversation, and uh, she spent her uh, – I told her, you know, you should go out there and you should try it and see, see maybe it fits. So she spent – a summer at, uh, at the U.S. Attorney's Office, actually, um, as an intern, and I got a call from her from the summer after she had, I think they had a mock trial. There was some way in which she, and she was over the moon at how much that experience, she loved every second of it. Uh, and from then on, went to become a litigator, graduated, became a prosecutor after law school, and is now having a successful uh, prosecutorial, prosecutorial, and then moved into the private sector doing litigation, but she's been a litigator her whole career, all because she took a chance that summer and did something a little outside of her comfort zone. So uh, it's a great way, especially the 1L summer is a really great way for a student who may think they want to go to path A to try path B and see whether maybe it suits them better. What sort of resources are available through a career services department at UNH Franklin Pierce, for example, but I imagine most law schools have similar services? Sure. So uh, job fairs are number one. So as you know, we uh, mentioned we just did our public service job fair. Uh, we're also part of a consortia with a number of public law schools across the country. Uh, we're, we have a virtual job fair going on with them that's coming up in February that's available to our students. Those are some public interest, but other sorts of organizations as well. Um, so job fairs is one way to, to, to uh, go about doing it. Um, and then we do job, we have job postings. We have a lot of uh, organizations that contact us. We have relationships uh, locally and nationally with alumni and such. Alumni, certainly. And just folks that we've, you know, we've met along the way, contacts mm-hmm. that we have as an office, the faculty members have, um, uh, the, the dean, all sorts of people. So we have those job postings. And then uh, we spend a fair amount of time, folks in, in our office, and I imagine other offices as well, uh, searching just the internet for uh, other types of jobs. So making sure the students have one place that they can go to find as many of those positions as possible. Um, and then we also teach students how to locate those jobs on their own, either through finding postings and doing uh, searches. And there's an art to, to how to do the searches that we work with with students, and also through networking, as we talked about earlier. Yeah, I mentioned state bar associations and uh, specialty bar associations must be very important. Indeed, yes. I mean, uh, depending on where you live, a mm-hmm. uh, state bar can, ha- can can be important as well. Uh, from a networking standpoint, incredibly important. That's where a lot of the movers and shakers are who who are in, especially in a local community. So a state bar can be great opportunities for networking, meeting people, and, and sometimes finding jobs. So you you found some uh, jobs you want to apply for what's the some tips for putting your resume together that's specific for this uh summer employment uh well once again i will say the first tip is to get it reviewed by your career services 
professional. Um, and, and actually generally making sure that whoever is looking and reviewing your resume does have some expertise on this issue. Yeah. Uh, resumes are something where everyone has an opinion. Um, and uh, there's no real wrong opinions, but there are definitely ways to do it that are better than others. So um, understanding uh, from somebody who knows what they're talking about, what your resume should look like, and being thoughtful and intentional about how you're presenting the information. The resume should be viewed as a sales document or a marketing document. You're marketing your services to an employer. And so you want to think about designing it in that way so that, uh, and so when you look at it, are you getting a sense of who you are? Are you putting forth to your the employer the story that you want to present? Uh, it's not just a list of your accomplishments. It has a, a purpose to market yourself. So they've gotten the job. What's some tips on for the students when they show up on day one of their summer employment? Uh, be very clear about what your assignments are. I'd say that's the biggest thing. If you have questions, ask questions. Um, almost every place you work understands you're an intern. This isn't a job. It's an internship. That means, A, that you, of course, you want to put your best foot forward, but also it's a learning experience for you. So don't be afraid to ask for clarification. Um, be clear about what the expectations are. Be clear about when you're supposed to be there, when you're supposed to leave. Some places, FaceTime, being in the office is very important as we start moving back. Um, you know, as COVID um, starts to wane, hopefully, we start moving back to the office. There's going to be some expectations, especially students who may have spent the last two years working remotely, this all may be really new for them. So being really clear on what those expectations are. And then uh, the number one piece of advice I would give is that every time you submit written work product to your supervisor, you want that to be as if it's the final draft. Um, it's, it's almost never going to be because you're an intern and someone's going to look at it, but you should treat it as a final draft. Don't think someone else may catch the mistakes. Do as many reviews as you would do as if you were turning into a court or to opposing counsel or uh, to another party. And I'd imagine after you're done with your with your summer work there, stay in contact in some fashion with the uh, firm or agency you work for. 100%. Back to the networking. This is a great opportunity. In addition, um, students should try and get a writing sample out of their summer. Um, you always want to ask because the work that you're doing is work product. There may be confidential information in it. So make sure to check with your employer, but do your best to come out of your summer with a writing sample that you can use for future applications. Neil Sirota, Interim Assistant Dean for Career Services. Thank you so much for joining me today. Definitely check out law.unh.edu slash careers to learn more about his department. In addition, definitely visit law.unh.edu to learn more about this law school, UNH Franklin Pierce School of Law. Thanks for listening to The Legal Impact presented by UNH Franklin Pierce School of Law. To help spread word about the show, please be sure to subscribe and comment on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Get back episodes of the show and podcast links at law.unh.edu slash podcast.